You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast brought to you by ascully.com. And here are your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. How are the <laughs> listeners? How are you all? We're just going to wait now for everyone to respond. Um, hold on, I'm listening to Jenny from Coventry. Hold on. <laughs> you me. sound like Romper Room. Who? Romper Room. Oh, you're not American. You don't know. So when I was little, there was a show. I, I'm going to say, I've only, seen, <laughs> I've only seen Romper Stomper. Is it anything like that? I don't know what Romper Stomper is, though. So. It's like a movie about Nazis with Russell Crowe. Uh, no. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nothing. Um, <laughs> let me just tell you about Romper Room. At the end, she would pick up this thing that looked like a mirror, like a cheap mirror that they just took the mirror out of. So it's like a handle with this hole in the middle, you know, and she'd say, and I see Cindy and Paul and I see Mary and Jenny. And you're just like, oh, she said my name. I mean, she didn't say all the names. But oh. that, so, so what you're doing is a little bit miss. What the hell was her name? Let me look. It was called Romper Romper Stomper Romper Room. Room. I think her name was Miss Nancy, maybe. I don't know. But I was very young, and that's what you reminded me of. I've never heard of it. it was, was it like from, Blue's Clues? It was on from 1953 to 1994. Hmm. I would have watched it in the early 70s, back in the day. Wow, you're very like, old. I know. I know. And I see Tommy and Louise. <laughs> And Josephine. So then you'd wait till the next week and just hope, hope that at the end she would say your name. Yeah, but what did you get out of it when she did nothing. say your name? Oh, nothing. Mm. It wasn't now. It was then. You got nothing. Mm. <laughs> All right. So um, Romper Room is our recommendation. <laughs> and Romper Stomper. No, I don't think Romper Stomper sounds good. It's quite good, actually. It's like American History X, but a bit cheap. Oh dear! Put on the cheap when Russell Crowe was a. We're not comic. recommending children watch this. No, this it's is not, not for the, the before the after the show <laughs> discussion. In fact, we had none. We just came in here and you were doing your thing, and I'm doing. We're my talking thing. about this movie actually. Barely. No. You were reading some stuff. I can't honestly say I was listening to every the word trivia you said about this movie. <laughs> I always like the trivia on you IMDb. You do. There's a lot. Of, if you um are interested in behind the scenes of a film, IMDb has a trivia section. It's always really good. I always learn something. Anyway, this is uh, After the Show, number 576. We're a movie review podcast. We're going to review a movie this weekend of Saturday, March the 30th. The movie we're looking at is Creed 2. It's a 2018 release. It's on Blu-ray, 4K, digital now. It's uh, rated PG-13. And our friends at Warner sent us a copy of the 4K for review. And uh, Sid Talk will give you the synopsis of Creed 2. Mm, grown men with daddy and mommy issues are boxers. <laughs> if you think it's more complicated than that, then you're not watching the same movies as me. It is. It's a boxing movie. It it's is. man versus himself. Man versus, not nature necessarily, but elements of nature. Man versus man. That's it. Yeah. Don't in, don't don't mistake my lack of description for lack of enthusiasm because before we go too far, I really love the Creed movies. So there you go. Well, um, I will say um, 
with the Creed movies. Oh, we, you didn't mention in your synopsis that it's the continuation of the Rocky movies. It doesn't matter because all the Rocky movies are. Yeah, but you a didn't dude. even mention a link to them. It doesn't matter. It's a boxing movie. A guy, a couple of people, a couple of men who need to fight in their life to prove something to themselves and to someone else. Now, maybe if you're one of the people who who watched the Rocky movies back in the day and didn't even realize there was a new series of movies, this is it. The Creed movies. Anyway, Creed 1, we both really liked, right? Creed, not Creed 1, just yeah. Creed. Really liked it. Um, and uh, when I learned that Creed 2 was coming and, spoilers, but the poster will tell you this, that Ivan Drago is involved, who is one of the, uh, well, I would say the big bad from the Rocky movies, right? Yeah, but Mr. T also, or do you think he was too comical? Mm-mm. Mr. T wasn't that comical, really, in Rocky, but... I mean, it's a big, you know, it's yeah. a... I mean, it was a bit outlandish. A caricature. Yeah. But then so is Drago, so is Rocky. Yeah. They all are. So, you know, when I saw that Drago was returning, I was like, ooh, that can make a really interesting thing. But let me say first, because I think I have a differing opinion on this movie than you do. Oh, really? From what you just said. Oh, interesting. But, because I really like Creed... But Creed Two fell a bit short for me. Okay. Um, there are Ooh. a few. There are a few reasons, which I will delve into. One is, I don't think. The, I think the story of Ivan Drago and his son coming back could have been something really great, but I didn't feel it as much as I, I thought I would. You get what I'm saying? I felt the Rocky movies. I actually feel them quite deeply when I watch them. They mm-hmm. make me like hair stand up on my neck. They make me root for the people. They make me excited and emotional and you know sad sometimes. But I didn't get it from this one, and I don't know what it is. It's like a flat area in the middle of the movie for me. It's like not not actually in the middle of the movie. Actually, in the movie, it didn't have the emotion I was expecting. Also, you're blaming that on the Dragos. Dragos? No, I'm just like, I, I don't think it, the story was handled that well. It was a bit like quick. To, it, there wasn't much build up to it, and then it happens. Um, should we go for some spoilers? There might be spoilers in this you, review. You reckon? Yeah, well, I was going to talk, talk my way around what happens. Mm. But, um, you know, well, it's not a spoiler to say there's a boxing match in this involving a dragon. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> I just didn't... I think my synopsis is good to the spoiler. There, It's boxing. It's it's men struggling with identity and proving themselves and getting over something in their past. And it's yeah. just done through the vehicle of boxing. It's no different than if they were photographers or soldiers in the movie, fictionally speaking, or doctors or anything. It's just that happens to be boxing. So, I don't know. It just I didn't feel much during it. And I usually do during a Rocky movie. Even there's there's a moment where the da 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 like in the ring happens. One moment of it happening, and that was a moment where I was like, "Oh, Rocky!" But then I was like, "No, that's not Rocky. It's Creed." It's like it's like they're trying to recapture it, but it isn't. It doesn't quite work for me exactly. It did in the first Creed, but not in this one. It's, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But the other thing is that I kept thinking all the way along was during the parts in this movie where there are no, where there's no fighting. 
So the let's say the drama side of this movie. A lot of it is to do with Mr. and Mrs. Creed's relationship. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, what's going on with them. And I don't find them that interesting uh, at all. Like Rocky and Adrian, for instance, who used to fill that hole in the Rocky movies when the the bits where there was no fighting was usually about Rocky, Adrian, and, you know, what's he called? Paulie. Paulie, right? And I, I felt them all. Like, and I really cared about them. But Mr. and Mrs. Creed, they don't do it that much for me. That You know, and then they go to visit the mother, and it's not quite as... They're not quite as... I don't bond with them as much. I think you're... You're comparing too much, which is your problem, sounds like to me. Right. Like, this is a different... It's all the same story, but these are different people. So if they were to be exactly like Adrian and Rocky, then you'd be like, oh, they're just repeating the exact same story again. Well, that's not what I want, but I, I don't feel but much then emotion don't know from what, the characters. Right, but that's just because why? You don't feel like you identify with her being deaf and wanting to make music and him wanting to avenge, maybe avenge his father's death, whereas Rocky was just what? He was just doing it. Like, he didn't even have... We don't even know why he was doing it. Just and a it was determined very, boxer. In filmmaking, that film was made differently, much more methodical. You know, Rocky had a different vibe, different style. And coming off of the 70s into the 80s, it's a whole different way of telling a story mm. i think that you have that n- n- well, nostalgia blindness but the maybe? thing is i really liked creed the original one it actually made me excited for it like when i was watching it but i think it reminded you more of rocky and adrian we had a lot more references it was a lot more about like bringing it all back up to life you know what i mean right so that's where maybe like for me as a I've been a like you know a lifelong fan of Rocky movies. I saw the first one, you know, and I went to the cinema to see them all. And um it almost feels yes, this is another thing. Rocky just happens to be in the background there in the movie. And he and they do make a point in this movie of Rocky saying, no, I'm just going to sit back. This is your time. They do kind of make a point of that. Yeah. Like Rocky's just in the background. He's not It's not really the main thing of this movie. I did appreciate that because I could see what they were doing with it. They kept doing that, didn't they? Where he's just kind of in the background. And sometimes they'll come forward and give him sort of a wise word or just make people feel better. But um, I guess the drama between Mr. and Mrs. Creed... I didn't feel there is a really great uh the thing that is great about it what I like uh the boxing matches of course I, I do f- feel and I said to you earlier I think I prefer movie boxing matches to real life ones because they're just more exciting because when you watch the real life one the music doesn't well up when somebody's winning does it you know it's not quite as intense so I do like the f- fights in here but I said to you again I have an issue also with the fights in this movie, as in it looks very green screeny to me. You said it doesn't. Mm, I think not it at does. all. I think it looks like there's thirty people in the crowd, and the crowd is um, the rest of it is CG pasted on. It just looks kind of phony. The lighting doesn't look quite right on the people, and I kept noticing that, and I kept thinking, well, during the old Rocky movies, they didn't have CG, did they? So it just had to be a load of people in a room, right? Like they had to. 
if they wanted. So you're still comparing it to them, or just all movies? I'm just saying how that made made it feel realistic, even though they are kind of silly. The Rocky movies because it's like superheroes punching each other at some points. But when you looked around, it looked like it was in a real, and it was because what they did back in the day was when a real boxing match was going on, like Tyson was fighting somebody. They kept the crowd and then filmed scenes for the movie with the people who were there. Like, that's how they did it. Now it seems they just do what they did in Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, like, kind of fake a big crowd. And I kept noticing that, and you didn't, but I did. Like, I just kept noticing, and it just looked... I was like, oh, please don't do that. You've got quite a big budget for this movie. You could have really got a lot of people. But um, things I did like was... The montage, which is <laughs> um, like a staple for the Rocky movies, and there is a montage in the middle of this. I quite liked how they did that with the rap version of Rocky's theme. And it was like stripped back to basics, like taking him out to the desert and he was training in this. It was kind of like how um, Ivan Drago trained in the Rocky Four. You know, he's just... No, Ivan had all the state of the art, and Rocky had before all the shitty that, stuff. Before that, remember, like Ivan, when you first see him, he's like you know nothing, and then they give him all the state of the art and the steroids and shit. Mm, I don't remember that, but um, I've seen those movies so many times. But um, this one, I liked that montage. I think that was the best part of the film, to be honest. Um, but you explain what you really liked about. It. Did you like this better than the first one? Do you? I think they go together. Like, it's one continuous story to me. All of it is. All of Rocky. I said, if they decide to make sequels to movies and prequels, then it's now going to become, for me, one big story. This is like an episode of a TV show. So I think of it as one big, long story. And I really enjoyed it. I felt like everybody did a great job of emitting emotions. And there is a lot of dialogue, but then there's a lot of just sort of settling into an emotion, which I think that's my favorite way. Like the Ivan Drago's son, Victor, he barely, he barely speaks, speaks right? and yet when he looks at his father, because he's basically, mother, yeah, he's basically just a tool for the tool of the father, <laughs> has become a bigger jerk. The father doesn't want to be a loser. Anymore. Yeah, he wants to regain his fame and everything with using his son as the tool to do that. And so he's basically been emotionally abandoned, but he has these really deep reactions, very subtle, but hardcore through his training, through the like news conferences, through everything. And I thought that that elevated it to me. And then I think the emotion and the drama between Creed and his woman is really good because it's not the hyperbolic emotion that we all love from like the high drama stories of like Shakespeare and shit where it's like super high stakes and everybody's like on this super high like I don't know super dramatic I feel like her just saying like I just want to be chill and I want to support him I don't like what he's doing I get it but you can feel it seething inside of her. She just wants him to ditch it, basically. But she's supportive enough to be like, you're your own man and you have to do it. And every conversation, it isn't like her breaking down and crying at his feet. Please don't do this. Please don't do this. And it's not like her saying, you're going to go out and kick their asses. Like, we don't have that range. 
It's very in the middle, which I appreciate. Because if you're an adult person in this world and you have someone you love and they're about to do something you don't love, you're not in a song or a poem or a play or a movie. You're in real life and you have to... There's a very subtle thing about that versus the big emotions of Rocky movies, the early part of the story where it's all very high emotion. That's why I think I really liked it. It was just more take a deep breath and everybody's a grown up and we have to just keep moving on. You know what I mean? So I feel like that is what won me over. Those sort of quieter emotional scenes where people weren't just laying it all out there. Like it's not about her and she knows it. And it's not, the mother knows it's not all about her. Creed seems to be the only one who's still figuring out (laughs) that what he's doing is not all about him. You know? Right. So I I really enjoyed all the, the emotional part of it. I also feel another thing I feel about the movie is because we've seen so many Rocky movies and they are a formulaic type thing. We've seen every combination of a win and a loss and a win and they might get beat and then they might not get beat and they might win. And we know all the, you know, in the middle of this movie, there's the big match between Drago and Creed. And that goes down a certain way. And that didn't do much for me. Like it, it was like, oh, because of your expectations, or because because I feel you like we've already seen totally every combination, it. like you have said earlier. Uh, we've seen the. Well, there are only two combinations. There are. Well, only there's only two. one combination. Actually, no, two. Everybody lives and somebody wins. That's yeah, one of them. A, and the other winning, one is where somebody dies. There's winning. There's losing. There's being disqualified. There's, you know. Not really. Being disqualified is just another win or a loss. But I'm saying either someone dies at the end of the fight or they don't. Those are the two outcomes that we're all like, oh. And not to be morbid or anything, I was really hoping that somebody would. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say it if you don't want to ruin everything. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Kind of. Um, So so at, at the end of it, when it was over, it just felt. Oh, okay. Well, that big matchup I was hoping to see, I saw, you know, I saw Drago's son go up against Creed's son, but I didn't, I felt like, well, there, there's the fight and now the fight's over. Like, I didn't feel that euphoria that you see when you watch, you know, Apollo Creed go up against Ivan Drago. Yeah, but how old were you when you saw that the first time? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's maybe... Because we've seen so many and we know how it all goes and everything, maybe it's hard to do it now for an older audience. No, maybe no, no I because I felt, I felt it. So no, it's a you thing. <laughs> it's not universal. Just because you, you feel it doesn't mean everyone feels it. But I usually do on Rocky movies and this was the first one I didn't. That's what I'm getting at. So this something felt a bit... Right, but that doesn't mean it's a flaw in the movie. It could be a flaw in you. Right. No. <laughs> oh, no. I'm the perfect movie watcher. <laughs> Whatever I think is definitive. I just think that if you take it as a continuation of the story and not trying to compete with earlier parts of the story, which means your expectations were set in place and then those expectations weren't met. So you decided beforehand what it needed to be. And then you kind of decided during the movie, it's not that. Right, it just it's a the th- the points I've mentioned are the only things I can kind of think. Well, those are the things that maybe 
pinpoints it. But then I also think it's an intangible thing where something in Rocky movies usually moves me and this one did not, you, you know, at all. Yeah, but you'd, I'd wonder why. Because you thought it was going to be something else and it wasn't, or? I don't know. I expect I wanted some emotion and I didn't feel it. I felt so, but I felt kind of two-dimensional of characters in this one, the Drago side especially. Um, and you know, it's there's not much to them. They're very cardboard, cut-out bad guys. But then you're like, oh, I mean, well. they are, but they aren't, and they've always been. Yeah. You know what I mean? We know what to expect again from. But then the son isn't exactly that. He's more complicated, which is what I really I mean, liked yes, about it. Yes, there was times where I felt a bit sorry for the son because he just seemed like a puppet. Absolutely. He seemed like a puppet for his dad and a puppet for Russia. But then we ha- you have to then extend that and realize so was his father. Yeah, exactly. If his father was, and I said, do I were watching it, in real life, that's what happens to people when you're super talented and you move into an area that's very, no- you know, that's a lot of notoriety of the whole of the world of that thing. Could be boxing, could be acting, could be singing, could be race car driving, whatever. They chew you up. And suck everything out of you that they can. And then as soon as you start to not be that thing, they spit you out. And they're done with you. And that's what, you know, we're supposed to now have some sympathy for Drago. Because he's the puppet. And then he's the jerk for turning his kid into the puppet. When we all should just hate Bridget, what's her face? Because she's a jerk. She's the real jerk. <laughs> don't hate Russia. Don't hate Drago. Just hate her. She's terrible. She was really cool in Rocky Four. I really liked her in Rocky Four. Um, really? Yeah. So uh, I think we differ in opinion on this one. I'm not. I don't dislike it, but I sounds like it. Out of all the Rocky movies I've seen, I dislike it. The it's the one I would least want to watch again. Out of all of them, and I've seen them all, and you haven't seen them all. I have not, but... I, you, I don't think you saw Rocky Balboa. No. Um, or f- I don't think I saw anything past Drago. Right. Drago? Drago? So I might have watched it on HBO or something, but didn't really focus on it. I've definitely seen all of them. I just think I like the Rocky world. Yeah. I like the idea. I love the way that over the years we've seen different styles of make using cinema to tell us boxing stories, like in the boxing ring. So I really like that. I think it's better every time, contrary to what you think. Because the fights and the slow motion and the close-up and the all of it, I'm in, I'm in it. You know, I mean, I think I like the idea of boxing anyway as a sport. It's just mano a mano. You know what I mean? Like one man against another man and you win, you lose. That's it. So I like that as a sport. I just love seeing it as a huge story that can be applied to anything, not just them. And so I think that's why I elevate it. Again, my expectations are kind of low, so maybe that's why it always exceeds my expectations. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, I'm good with whatever it is because I'm like, I know what it is. It's a guy fighting and then struggling with emotions and blah de blah blah and, and that's it. And you know, in the last Creed, um, Rocky uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And time's moved on in this one. Apparently he's cured now. Apparently he's cured. <laughs> We've solved that problem. And I was hope, You know, I, I think Sylvester Stallone's gone on record to say this is the last time he'll, he's playing Rocky Balboa. So 
of course they can be a Creed 3 without him, right? Like you said, the mm-hmm. opening could be like um, Adonis stood at Rocky's grave, right? Talking to it. Cause, yeah, because him going to that great to his dad's graves at the end and saying, I've never done this before, where we've seen Rocky in the last two Creed movies always going to Adrian's grave, and now that baton's getting passed, I feel like the next step is him showing up at Rocky's grave. Almost the perfect opening to Creed 3. Absolutely. I know how to write a movie. <laughs> I've seen enough movies. They come, you know, you see the back, you see, you see Adonis Creed, and then you see. Um, as gravestone, and you think, oh, he's talking to his dad, and then it, it pans up and it says Rocky Balboa. That's, exactly. That's a really excellent there opening. There you go. That tugs your heartstrings immediately. I mean, it's a bit trite, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the story, you know. Warner part Brothers, of the you can have that one for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I could write that one. So uh, let's move on to the cast. Michael B. Jordan plays Adonis Johnson again. Um, I actually quite enjoy him as Adonis. I think he's uh, he gets in shape to be look like a boxer, and absolutely, he feels like a boxer when he's you know pretending to be a boxer. Let's say that's what he's doing, right? <laughs> he's yeah, not exactly. Really a boxer. He's just pretending to and act, acting a boxer, but he feels like he's a boxer. I like how it's put together. I, I, I do like his fights and his montage scene and all that stuff. Um. Do you like him? Yeah, I think he's really good. Uh, I really like him in Black Panther also. Yes. <laughs> um, Sylvester Stallone is Rocky Balboa. He's really old now, isn't he, Sylvester Stallone? I don't know what you expect. <laughs> it's been like 40 years. Sometimes I don't know what he's saying because he's mumbling. Have you aged mind. in the last 40 years? Yes. Okay, there you go. Sometimes he really is not exempt from that. He's so old, I don't know what he's saying sometimes. Do not pretend like you have always understood what Sylvester Stallone (laughs) was saying in every movie. Maybe not in Rambo 2. Not at all. But um, I do like his laid-back version of Rocky that he is now. Absolutely. He's seen it, done it, been there. He's got one foot in the grave in his mind. I like the little... uh, just a small thing in the script where, like, the light, the lamppost outside yeah. his house is not working. And he's obsessed with it, just like, yeah, oh, like, like my mother yeah, and, like, like my uncle. <laughs> my cousin said, my God, Sid, my dad, my hair dad and my mom are brother and sister. And I've noticed this in my mom. My mom's, t- like, seven years older than him in the last couple of years. And she's like, Dad gets on a subject that nobody cares about. And then he just talks about it over and over. And I'm like, there, we've got Rocky now being the old man. Yeah, that he was can- a really realistic thing. <laughs> yes, I, I loved it. I loved it. Because, yeah, the light outside his apartment, or his house is out. Yeah, just a light post that won't work. It has nothing to do with anything. And the city needs to fix it, and they just don't. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Because that felt that made me think of, oh, well, Rocky, like, because then I was like, you know, when Rocky's not talking to um, Creed... And he's just doing his own thing. What is he? You know, he's just an old guy. He's pottering around. He's what talking to people in the. In the what is he doing? Like he's just being a guy, isn't he? Yeah. He's not involved in boxing. He's not. So I do like that part of him. Maybe they should make a Rocky movie where it's just about Rocky <laughs> pottering around his house. <laughs> you know, he's like watching telly. He's <laughs> playing a bit of Call of Duty with his mates. No, he's not. He's literally reading the paper, going to his restaurant. He still owns the restaurant, cooking pasta. Yeah, true. 
I mean, it could be an interesting TV show. Let's do it as a TV show going on to Netflix. The, going to Adrian's grave, <laughs> yeah. Does he need a new woman, do you think? You want another woman, or is that blasphemy? A bit old, and he, for that. Oh, come on. Yeah, but they, yeah, there you go. There you go, Warner. There's another show for you. <laughs> you can have that one. Been... <laughs> it's Rocky pottering around his house. Ver- uh, you know. Oh, Rocky, you know, Rocky in the neighborhood. He's just wandering around. Rocky in the hood. He's saying hi to everybody. He's getting a lamp fixed. One episode, he can be on the phone to the council for like an hour. And does all. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Let's do that. That sounds great. Uh, Tessa Thompson plays Bianca. Um, I quite like Tessa Thompson. I like her in Westworld. I like her in Black Panther. I don't so much like her in this one. Hmm. Why? It's a bit... A character's a bit manufactured, let me say. I know all characters are manufactured because you just write them down on a piece of paper and then they become a character. Yeah. But it's a bit too many... It's a bit too much with her. I don't know. I don't like a singing. I told you I don't like a singing. Don't like the music she makes. Right. That's not any of her fault. It's just my taste. But also, you know, this the fact that I'm not... You know, she's deaf in this. That doesn't matter. It also doesn't make much difference. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, it makes a difference to her character. Yeah. But they've made it so that she has the hearing aids. And, you know, so she communicates fine. She speaks fine. And she understands what everybody's saying, except when he does the one thing. But, yeah, they've written it in a way so it's not in, it's not a constant struggle for everyone yes. to communicate with her. Right. Which I think maybe that is what I'm getting at. Why? Like, she... You know, it doesn't feel, it feels like it's just a thing. Like, is is an obstacle we need to write into the script. Hmm. Like, otherwise it'd be a perfect thing, wouldn't it? So we need something like, to well, offset it somehow. Or, I don't just, know why these things bother you. I think, I don't know. It feels know. like a written thing. But they're all me. written. I know, I just said that. They're all <laughs> written. But this feels like a thing that somebody would throw in there for I don't know what reason. It doesn't seem to be much of a hurdle in the movie that's all like because she's deaf yet she's a great singer it doesn't affect her being a singer it doesn't affect well i mean they they let you know they sort of telegraph that to you when she says i don't necessarily have all the time in the world so she knows it's getting worse so that's if you were listening to what she's saying then you understand from that one line that it's going she only has a limited amount of time before it's they didn't have to explain it. We don't need a medical explanation, I don't think, for her kind of deafness that she has. But she's saying, I'm getting to the age and this is going to get worse. And, like, she can't hear anything when she doesn't have her hearing aid in. I feel like her um, demise will be similar to Adrian's. I think... I think Her what? <laughs> demise. Why are we killing her now? I think, I think in the next movie, the <laughs> Creed... Following the formula of Rocky movies, Creed needs something that blows his world apart. And what would blow his world apart is leaving his wife leaving, right? Leaving him? No, his wife leaving. You mean dying? Yes. Okay. Um, so I, I feel know. like that maybe that deafness comes with something I mean, else. we're already telling the same stories over and over here in the Rocky world. You want to just keep doing that? Uh, I think that is exactly what they've been doing forever. Yeah, no, I'm saying, why should we keep... Why not just end it? I don't think they will. There's too much <laughs> money to be made out of the Rocky franchise. Don't know. I don't think they will end it. I think that's the reason they 
made Creed, really, to re-jigger it so you can keep doing it, right? Mm. Uh, Dolph Lundgren plays Ivan Drago. Um, he's, he's great. I really like the opening sequence where it just, like... Yeah. Where he's there. I mean, it's the same as the... What we saw of Drago and Rocky in the past is... But it's he's like, got a oh, shitty life. It's that um, <laughs> movies and TV shows love that stereotype version of Russia. Yeah, it's like everybody's like it's so downtrodden. And, yeah, and uh, look I how think we're mature is. enough to know that's not true no, anymore. It, it, but we're so we're so fed it, aren't we? Like <laughs> it's so gray. There's no color in the world. Everybody's miserable. You know, I'm sure yeah. there are people like that, but I don't. Not the There's way people like it. that everywhere. I mean, yeah. my vision of England, <laughs> as portrayed to me through my youth, from movies and TV show, would have been very gray, dark, grim, Rain. everyone in old people clothes, can't understand what they're saying, and they're eating, like, really boring, horrible food. That's exactly <laughs> that's That's how it is now. Like, same. It isn't. It isn't. Um, but, yeah, I like the opening with Dolph, and uh, it did set it up well, and I was like, ooh, I'm excited. And if you remember the ending to Creed 1, um, spoilers, he didn't actually win. So he isn't the world champion, Creed. But what they do in this movie there at the beginning, I wasn't fond of that either. It's like, oh, we'll just throw him in a match to be, let him be the world champion quickly. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Did that felt a bit like, meh. Like, shouldn't that be the big thing that happened? I know they wanted to like surprise you at the end of the first one by him not becoming the world champion. But at the beginning of this movie, they're literally like, hey, now he's the world champion after you've seen this 30, you know, maybe two minute fight. Now he's the world champion. Now we can get on with this Creed mm. thing. So maybe that was another thing that kind of um, rubbed me the wrong way with it. But Dolph, anyway, I like Dolph Lundgren in it. He didn't have tons to do, though, did he? It was a lot of no, like, it was looking. impactful. I felt like it was yeah. right. Um, because he didn't have that much to say in the other one. No, he didn't just, like, be a badass, really, in the other one. Um, Florian Montano, who is a real-life boxer, and you can tell watching him. Absolutely. <laughs> plays Victor Drago, the son. And I did like him. Um, did he speak? Yeah, It was very rare, though. He was interviewed, it? and then he had a couple things to say with his dad there when he was pissed about his mom showing up. So, yeah. Um, but when he didn't speak was really good, like, because I said to you, I think he wants to punch Ivan Drago's head. Like, there were several times where I was like, ah, it's, there's a lot of hatred in him. Well, there's a lot of daddy issues here with these men. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not like, like... like I said earlier, this guy's literally being puppeted by his dad. Absolutely. His dad's using him to try and make him feel better. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I've been a loser all these years after losing that battle, and now I maybe I can make something better. Maybe my ex-wife will like me again. It's just all kind of pathetic, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and it feels pathetic. But it's real. I mean, yeah. I think it's a real thing. Definitely. So I really like this guy. And this guy is, like, really sells me the fact that he's boxing. And as we know from movie magic, nobody's hitting anybody in these movies. I mean, they had to. Otherwise, the slow motion ones would not work. Yeah, I don't... Is that just like they hit... They just tap each other and then they... Don't know about tapping, because it looks... Pretty, like they have to really give it a push to get your face to do all that stuff. You can't really fake that in slow motion. Yeah, but you can't be like beating the shit out of each other in, um, <laughs> really, can you? No. If you were both boxers, though, I guess, then yes, you could. You know, 
if the if both actors were real boxers, then why wouldn't they hit each other? Mm. But nobody's going to hit Michael B. Jordan because the insurance people probably <laughs> go, <for> the, go <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he has to be in Black Panther. He can't be bruised. So, um, yeah, I really like this guy. played Victor. Uh, Bridget Nielsen also reprises a role as Ludmilla Drago. Very briefly. It's, it's, uh, I like to see her in it, though. Because um, she was awesome. you got to admit, she was awesome in, the, in Rocky Four. Was she? Yeah, she really was. Like, she was like, she was just a badass. Like, like, well, like Dolph was. They were like, uh, they were both in the prime. They were both badasses. In this, they're not both badasses, really, are they? No. She's his ex-wife now. Apparently, when he, well, I mean, it's quite clear when he lost and became a loser, she wasn't really into him anymore, right? She left. <laughs> she left him and the kid. Yeah, she did. Just. I don't really hang around with losers. So I don't out. think she's cool. I think she's horrible. Yeah, I mean, her character is. But yeah. she was pretty badass in Rocky IV. Um, but yeah, you do get to see her again. But barely. Uh, this is not directed by Coogler, who did the first one. Because he went off to direct Black Panther. And couldn't direct this one. He, they, they, he was their first choice to direct it. But Black Panther coincided with it. So we got a new director here called Stephen Capel Jr., and he directed a movie called The Land, which I'm not familiar with. Um, what did you think of this guy? Did you think it, he pulled it off? Yeah, absolutely. What, did you see a difference in the... No. I, I think I, it's one of those where unless you add some sort of over-the-top style that's just distracting. J.J. <clears throat> Abrams, Star Trek, first one. <clears throat> just saying. <laughs> unless you hijack the movie with some, in, you know whatever, very visually distracting things. The directing is simply getting the best out of the people. And the best action scenes. Yeah, exactly. And those are even more set up by the stunt people and the editor and the art director and all those in conjunction with the director, of course. But I just think this one is more of, I'm telling this story, want to be tell hit all the right points. And got a lot of good moments out of the people, I believe. Yeah, so um, let's do the IMDb reviews, 1 out of 10 reviews. <laughs> oh, good. I, I obviously did not think this was a 1 out of 10, so these people are the people who really don't like this movie. So here's a, yeah, this time in the show, every week now, I will read you the worst IMDb reviews of the movie, which we cover. Because, like I said last week, the good reviews aren't that interesting to read. <laughs> the bad ones are the funny ones. It's usually where the illiterate and the... No brain people end up. Oh dear. <clears throat> oh my. So number one is... <laughs> you went did, there. What did I just watch? So here we go. Totally waste of time. <laughs> you get that? Totally waste of time? Totally waste of time. A movie that you know what's going to happen and how it's going to end from the start. <laughs> that was the first one. I mean, was that a surprise to this person or to anyone? <laughs> I mean... Seriously, we're not a bunch of fucking idiots here. We're watching a Rocky movie. It is a continuation of the Rocky universe, just like Star Wars, just like Star Trek. It's all the same. It's always going to be the same forever nope. and ever and ever. You're going to have good guys, bad guys, and struggles with emotions and struggle with power. And that's it. If you expected something else, whiny reviewer on wherever you are, you're just an idiot. Stop watching movies. Comment number two. A stereotypical <laughs> formulated sequel. Correct. 
Autistic acting. Banal script. Did you say autistic? Autistic. A-U-T-I-S-T-I-C? A-U-T-I-S-T-I-T. What are they trying to say? Autistic acting. Banal script. Predictable plot. Disappointing action. Retard humour. And a complete yawn fest. Whoever thinks Michael is a good actor should keep their opinions to themselves. Why is this person being so hateful? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I'm surprised read you read it. But yeah, I can see this person needs to get a fucking clue. This is a good one. That's very so rude. Bo- very boring movie. It's so boring. And just let me say, boring is spelled B-O-A-R-I-N-G. <laughs> boring. It's so boring. The movie, uh, the is spelled T-H-I-A, must be with more action. Remember, this is a person probably on their phone, <laughs> right? And so they're struggling. They're so emotional about what they're about to say. It's going to be so deep and impactful that they're typing really fast with their finger because they're misspelling things. And yet they're not saying anything. Totally weak story not expected from Rocky. <laughs> I really didn't like the movie. Aww. Needs to be realistic. That's what I expect from Rocky. But totally disappointed. Creed defeating the big guy is a joke. It doesn't suit him. It doesn't suit him. <laughs> it doesn't suit him. What is wrong with these people? Did a child write this script? <laughs> yes. Mistake was to become world champion within 15 minutes of the film. I do agree with that one. We had no attachment to this, so it made it unnecessary and emotionally weak. I do agree with that one, uh, Mr... The Lily Whites 145. Okay. The film just joined the dots and was so predictable. Let's hope they do a better film with Drago. I, as we all know, coming to cinemas very soon. Oh, yes, that is that is true. They're making a, a Drago movie. Okay. That's not the Creed movie. Spin-off. All right, I'll do one more for you because they're okay. fun. Okay. They're fun, but these people are giving me a headache. They're giving me a headache. Very bad. One out of ten. The film... I'm going to say this in my own voice because this is great. The film is talking about just a man who tries to win a boxing match. That's the whole review. The film is talking about just a man who tries to win a boxing match. Yeah. That should be on the box, the quote. <laughs> I mean, because there's your, there's your synopsis for you. <laughs> and what the film is talking about? I just feel like is this a person who's never heard of? Is this the a Rocky person who's World never before? heard of anything? Grammar, <laughs> <laughs> all the things, all the all the things that make <laughs> communication uh, functional. Yeah. So there's uh, this week's IMDb reviews. There hmm. are some extras on this uh, disc. There are fathers and sons. Explore how Creed and Drago, how their rivalry take. I'm reading this off the box. You okay, can tell. yeah. Casting Victor Drago. Go behind the scenes of the casting of uh, Donis's Greatest Challenger. The women of Creed 2 learn how Tessa Thompson and Felicia Rashad brought heart and soul to the film. And the Rocky legacy experienced the enduring impact of the Rocky world throughout the years. They're okay, right? They're just kind of interviewee type Ones. Yeah, yeah. Short, not really in depth. Not like the ones from last week. Pretty short. True. So, um, 
In conclusion, it's a mixed mixed review here. I'm definitely thinking. For me, it's um, I'd rather just go and watch Rocky Four again, to be honest. Mm. Um, I think you're being a bit harsh. I am a bit harsh because I do like this franchise. Just this one did not do it for me. They can't all do it for you, can they? I guess. You know. Mm, true. So, um, for me, it's a bit. Mm. For you, it is. I liked a, it. I mean, I liked it. <laughs> don't know it's not complicated you'd recommend it i never recommend because you know you got to know your own self well if you like me you might not like it as much as you think you might i like you and i liked it more than you did no oh. <laughs> this recommendation thing is like i get it if somebody's i wouldn't rec- i will recommend movies to experience that you've never seen so yes in that sense absolutely if you don't um, like seeing people get the shit beat out of them, then no, because you're not gonna you're gonna be like covering your face and go, oh, it's so violent. This is just about a guy wanting to win a boxing match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to say I had some fun watching the fight scenes, but as yeah. overall as it furthered the story of Creed and all that stuff, and furthered the Rocky thing, also, I just don't think it did that much fun. I disagree because it told the story of those two men just deciding while they were fighting. But it's too predictable. What they're and. Rocky Six wasn't. Oh, there's a lot of surprises in the Rocky movies as as they go along that you've not seen before. No, it's not a surprise anymore once you've seen it, and then they do it again. Yeah, but I'm saying like that you you're still capable of a surprise at this point. I'm assuming if what you write would be it, the surprise? I don't know. That's up to them to figure it out. No, it isn't because we've written we're, we're writing stories for them already. So what would be a surprise if someone dies? No, we've done that. Creed, someone loses. Rocky comes on the night of the fight and comes into Creed's room and says, "Creed." You're not going to do it. I'm going to take on this fight. He's going to say, Rocky Creed, did. I am your father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. That's, that's what surprise. I said. I want to see Rocky and Drago like, but, fighting it out. <laughs> he's like, Creed, I am your father. He's like, but but you're, I'm a black guy. You're, doesn't matter. My mom, the, your mom was black. He'd still be black. It, that doesn't, that works. What did he say? You need to what study did he say when he goes, Can you call your baby Kate Creed? And he's like, You know, it's black. Right? <laughs> she is a black baby, of course. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, but only people like close to each other can make those jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, Creed 2. Uh, thanks to Warner for the review disc. Uh, next week, we're going to look at the latest Transformers movie, Bumblebee. I'm excited. I like Transformers movies. I know you do. I know a lot of people think they're a load of turd. I know they do. And I agree in part that some of Michael Bay's stuff is turd. And he's got a weird sense of humor. But this isn't Michael Bay. It's somebody else. So This I'm, isn't Michael Bay. It's somebody else. Somebody will say that in the room, <laughs> won't they? Yep. They'll say. This is just a dumb movie. This, if Michael Bay was in charge, it would be much better. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll look at Bumblebee next week. Movie recommendations, I am going on. And I, like I just said, Rocky Four is very good. It's very mental, but it's very good in that 80s kind of way. Uh, watch it, Rocky Four. And my other favorite, I was thinking, what's my favorite boxing movies? Is it Raging Bull? Mm, it's all right. Sacrilege, right, for me to say it's all right. Mm-hmm. I, kind of, I do like Raging Bull. Mm. It's, pretty, it's pretty good. But uh, the movie we saw with Jake Gyllenhaal called Southpaw, I really like that one. That was a very good... It felt a bit like Creed, to be honest, but that was a very good boxing movie, so I enjoyed that one. So I would recommend Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw and Rocky Four. 
Bukhari four. <laughs> As if your recommendations deeply matter to everyone. They do. Oh, do they? Okay. And mine are Million Dollar Baby, because there's another take on a boxing story of a person. It's a woman boxer and Clint Eastwood. So there you go. And I think it was really good. Really well done. Tugs at your heartstrings. But it's also the same story again. A person wants to rise up. They pick this thing. They pick someone to help train them. They get the shit oh, made out of them. Uh, the other the other um, free advice Warner can have for a new creed is... Are you ready? Yeah. This is my new story. This is my creed three. Okay. We open. We see the back of uh, Adonis, uh, Adonis Johnson's head. He's older. There's gray in his hair. Adonis Johnson, or do you mean Adonis Creed? Adonis Johnson Creed. Okay. <laughs> we see at the back of his head, he's grayer. He's older, obviously. <gasps> yeah. The camera pans. It's Rocky Balboa's grave he's looking at, not his dad's. Okay. The camera pans around. He's 20 years older. We go back to the house. Kate Creed, or whatever his daughter, little daughter was called. Um... Erin all, wasn't it? Yeah. She's getting ready to go to the gym. Dad, take me to the gym. And then we go on from there. So she's the boxer. She's the this boxer. This is the big surprise. That's the surprise. <laughs> Rocky's dead. Uh, look what I did. Look what I did. I killed Rocky. Yep. I added you 20 years. Everybody 20 years. I added 20 years to Creed. <laughs> Have you already also killed Creed's wife? <laughs> His wife's already dead, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're right back where we started <laughs> when Creed started. <laughs> and now... She, daughter, is the up-and-coming okay. female heavyweight champion. So no, not heavyweight. Basically just the same story. Pretty much. Okay. So it's Million Dollar Baby, but what different? Yeah, you can have it for free. Is Clint those. Eastwood there? Is he dead already? Clint Eastwood... Um, Still around? Morgan Freeman, also from Million Clint Dollar Eastwood, Baby. Clint uh, Eastwood, he calls one time to tell them, <laughs> I, I've done this before, you've got to... Yeah. <laughs> Here's the end. Nobody's happy. <laughs> and my other one is... Because I was trying to think of another movie where the child is being raised to sort of bring a parent to glory of some kind, you know, and I just the first thing popped my mind, strangely, is Jessica Jones' friend, Patsy, from the Jessica Jones Netflix series. Yeah, she was like Patsy. A, she was like a child star, but it's all because she's got the stage mom and she's still pushing her to be like perfect and, you know, brand specific and all that stuff. And I don't know why, but it's a really good show. All of Jessica Jones' series, both seasons, one or two or three? We've seen two. There's a third one to come. Okay. It's a really good show, and that friend is one of my favorite things in that whole series. Yeah, hopefully they elaborate on, on her in, this yeah. new, in the third season. No spoilers. Just got to watch it. All right, so that's our recommendations. Uh, I have been playing the Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Is Tom Clancy dead? Tom Clancy, I believe, is. How did he write The Division 2? <laughs> you always say that. They're just stealing his name. I think it's the explanation for that. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Tom Clancy's The Division 2, which apparently he they just stole his name, Ubisoft, and, uh, <laughs> you know, milked his dead, rotting corpse. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a roll today. Sheesh. Um, so The Division 2 is the uh, game I've been talking about last week. It's kind of like Destiny. It's a shooter. It takes place in Washington, D.C., Tom Clancy passed away in 2013. So they just bought, well, Ubisoft probably still yeah. owned his name. I mean, owned his uh, franchises, I guess. So um, the division is, uh, 
it's Washington DC. The shit has hit the fan. There was a terrorist thing. A lot of people died, and the government has decided to go away. They've run away, scared. And the terrorist factions are rising, and you're one of these team of the division, these agents who have to go in to try and restore the government. Some of the missions include, like, breaking into the terrorist stronghold in D.C. to steal back the Declaration of Independence. There's stealing back, like, all different art pieces that have been taken. You know, imagine if America went to crap, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... All the things that make America America. You imagine England going to crap. Yeah. But all the things that make America America are just like disappear. And there's no government. So you're going in and you're in DC and you're going around and you're, you know, you're repairing all the things. It's really fun. I've played about 50 hours of it. You know, it's like a looter shooter. So like. You find new guns and new armor and new stuff all the time. So it's you're always for you go and do something. You know, even if I went and spent twenty minutes doing it now, I would come out of that twenty minutes with something cool, like a new gun or a, you know. So you're always it's like a it's like a um, you know, like uh, fruit machines. Are they called fruit machines here? Um, I know what you're talking about. What, you the word eludes me now. Starts with a J, I think. We call them fruit machines. You know, like where you put your money in yep. and spin it and the three fruits show up. Yep. Um, you know, like the way they're programmed is like, you know, you put some money in and then it may, it lets you win some to keep you putting some more in. Are you saying they're rigged? They're kind of rigged. <laughs> the, the way the odds are done, it's like to keep you sat at it. Well, this game also feels that way. Like you're on this like treadmill of getting better stuff. But it... They do it so good, you don't want to stop playing. It's really, really fun. Like, uh, if you never tried like one of these loot shooter kind of games, like Destiny, um, it's what it is like. But I think it's better than Destiny. So um, give it a look. The, the Division Two. I've also played some Trials Rising, which is a uh, Ubisoft game about motocross. You saw me play a bit of this, right? Motocross game. A little bit, yeah. It's real fun. Like it's ridiculous, right? Like it's kind of the, it's the kind of motocross that nobody in real life could do because like the the ridiculous jumps, and uh, so there's physics, but not like real physics. Right. It's Crap. silly. Like like literally the tracks are like roller coasters. <laughs> They're like crazy, you know. And uh, but you've got to. You said to me, you you so I did a track, and you said, well. How do you fail on that? Because I didn't fall off. Because it looks real easy. And then I said, I should have given you the controller. I said, all right, you get to the end of that track. Let's see what you do. Um, no, it's really, really difficult. It's about physics. It's about keeping the bike balanced. You can fall off really easy. Um, it's really fun. Um, <clears throat> so those are what I've been playing. I really recommend The Division 2. Nothing has hooked me quite this much um, for a while. And the best thing about it was... I got the Division 2 free with a, a processor. That was cool. Didn't even have to pay for it. So, Sito, what's for dinner? Eggs, toast, and baked beans. Nice. That's what I thought. Sounds simple, fast, and delicious. And what is your advice? Advice is, I forgot it's been so long, and I'm paying attention to my sim right now. She's very busy. There's uh, a lot of it, because it's very <laughs> small. <laughs> what? Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Um, just 
Yeah, I saw, okay, I follow different people on different social media things. And one of the people I follow, just because I like his music, is Moby. I don't always agree with his complete point of view, but I understand he's vegan. He's got a very different angle on everything from his point of view. Today, one of his things on Instagram was, sometimes the world makes me want to leave it. Right? And that he did his little drawing like you do, that little stick figure kind of yeah. like going up a, like on a balloon, leaving the world. And I thought, I mean... Yeah, we all feel that way sometimes, like from our point of view, from the very specific dot on the planet and the specific place that our life has brought us to, we look out into the human world. It's not the world. The planet can't be the thing that's bugging you. It's people. The world of people. And you say, the world sucks. I want to get away from it. Someone else is saying the exact same thing, and you are part of the world that makes them say the world sucks. You have the other point of view. You're doing the other thing. You're living the other life. Not, none of this justifies horrible actions. I'm not saying if you're a terrorist because you hate Western world. And so from your point of view, it's totally justified that you hate the world and you want to change it in your horrible way. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying about the average normal people who get tired of politics and they get tired of whatever they're seeing happen in the world around them and people's attitudes and whatever, from their singular point of view, everyone else who makes up the part of the world they don't like sucks. And you could just zoom out and find someone on the map, another dot on the map in another place who in that exact moment is saying the exact same thing. And you are part of why it sucks. So something you're doing, some way that you're living, some contribution you're making to, you know, oppression, repression, uh, what what are other things that people would hate about what people do, like pollution and like pushing people down and having ideas that put some people beneath other people and isolate other people and make the world of people unfair. You know, it's not fair that... You've made it unfair because you believe that this, that, or the other, and that person shouldn't get this job because of that. Well, the other person over there looks at what you're doing and says, you suck. You're making the world suck. And you could be the hippy-dippy, everything's beautiful, the world is beautiful, we should all get along, and we all should contribute and equally benefit from everyone's contributions to everything, which sounds like beautiful. Someone over there looks at your attitude and says, you suck. (laughs) <laughs> you want that? That's not even, that's not fair. And that's not realistic. And that's not the way the world is. You suck. You're making the world suck because you exist in it. Like, it, there is no gaining when you say that the whole world sucks. Because it doesn't. You say it sucks because it doesn't live up to your expectations of what you think it should be. And from that point of view, you're just selfish. Whether you are convinced that your way is the best or not, and you can lay down for me logical reasons why this, that, and the other economic, socioeconomic, political thing, human interaction is better and can benefit everybody, that's reasonable, I suppose. But someone else might disagree with all of those things, and they don't want that. So you just are saying... My way is right, and the whole world disagrees, so the whole world sucks. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I mean, that's really what we're doing. When we disagree with a whole group of people, it's not because they're 
in line with the way we think, it's because they're the other. They don't see it the way we do. And we have this new habit of, instead of us going like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, okay. So here are my, here's what I think. What do you think? And then we sit down and we compare what we think and like, what's the end result that we both want? We start at a very different place and chances are the end result is very similar. We just would rather hate each other and say that they it, the other sucks instead of painfully slowly taking the time to figure it out and get to the same result. So the world doesn't always suck. It doesn't ever. It just is what it is, right? People can suck. Ideas can suck. People's behavior. Individuals. People definitely can, be, can suck. Yes, can be absolutely... Uh, like you can't even grasp why a person does a the thing they do and they've caused pain and destruction and whatnot. That person does suck. That person's actions did suck. But the whole world surrounding everything else doesn't. You know? I don't yeah. know if that came out making any sense, but I'm just saying. Oh, you're making a lot of sense. Moby sometimes is very singular in his thinking. <laughs> That's the whole point. What do you mean by sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, not everybody is. Some people can always see, you know, you can see the bigger picture. And then often we just zoom back into ourselves, try to apply what we want and what makes us happy and what makes us comfortable and how we think it should be for other people. We zoom out and, you know, it's you that little tiny idea. It's like trying to stretch my, the pants that I wore 20 years ago over my ass now. They don't, they won't, they will not cover <laughs> you try and you try, and unless I do something fantastic, charming, those pants are not going to squeeze. I mean, you cannot cover my butt with them anymore. So there's a good analogy for you. Well done. Thanks. Thanks very much. All right. So um, you can catch this podcast, aschoolie.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch it on TuneIn Radio. You can use your Amazon device to listen to it. Just say, listen to After the Show Movie Podcast. You can listen to it on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, or just go to the RSS feed, aschoolie.com slash podcast. You can subscribe using anything using the RSS link. You can uh, email me at aschoolie.com. Sid talks on Instagram, so am I. And um, as Sid talks, C-I-D-T-A-L-K. Stay classy, Mr. Sylvester. Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone, who apparently we won't be seeing as Rocky again, but you gave us a good... Wrong. 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for giving us 40 years of your life. So we can sit here and criticize your movies. It's great. We love it. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, somebody's doing it for you. Bye.